This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Number. Welcome to the program, and uh, thank you for coming. A lot of breaking news happening kind of as we're starting the show. Uh, two big stories. We talked about them at the end of radio. Number one being that the DNC has been hacked uh, by Russian hackers. Is that a problem? Or? Um, <clears throat> is that okay? I, I would consider it. I would put it in the category of minor issue. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, here's Not a, a big deal, right? No. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's a big deal. Uh, it's interesting because they would never, they didn't have access to Hillary's servers, though. They definitely did not have any access there. No. The DNC. Mm-mm. Uh, mm-hmm. But the DNC's uh, servers have been hacked by Russians uh, for about a year, they believe. They oh. were, uh, had access to the servers uh, mm. and took things like Donald Trump opposition research uh, from there. We don't know what else. Uh, I guess they finally did a security checkup at some point and finally found the presence of whatever hackers these are. Of course, the Russians <laughs> are obviously denying it. Uh-huh. Um, but that is a report uh, that's breaking now. Uh, the other one is that the shooter, uh, the killer, the terrorist, who killed 49 people at the Orlando nightclub uh, in uh, <clears throat> just the other day, uh, he apparently had some conversations about this with his wife. Uh, and actually, a little bit more than that, went and bought ammunition with his wife uh, and also discussed the attacks, mm. and his wife drove him to the gay nightclub on previous occasions to scope it out, mm. but she tried to talk him out of it. Uh, very likely now, I think, that she will be charged as part of this, some sort of accessory level. How does that uh, conversation go? Honey, I'm really thinking about uh, killing some infidels, and, and beyond that, some gay infidels, and uh, thinking about, you know that nightclub I like to go to once in a while? The uh, gay nightclub that yeah. you know are married? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking about going in there and shooting a whole bunch of people. You, what you are. Think? Yeah. Well, you know, I that doesn't sound ideal. Um, I will say it doesn't. It sounds suboptimal. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it went? I, I don't know. I mean, and then no call I, to nine one one. No call mm. to the police. Uh, obviously, if he's taking it really seriously bad. enough to go out and buy the weapons, go to the establishment. Yeah, and you've gone with him, yeah. so you know how serious yeah, the guy she's is. In, I mean, Come she's on. in serious trouble, obviously, and should be, uh, frankly. Yeah. Um, they do have a child um, who is uh, you know, going to get wrapped up into this, uh, which is obviously not, not positive as well. Uh, but we'll kind of keep you up to date as these things sort of uh, continue to break. 
Um, I, I mean, the fact that, that is it possible that you have a conversation with someone who's going to do something terrible? You believe you've talked them out of it, and uh, they go and do it anyway. You don't report it. Is it? Are you still pl- are you still held accountable for that? Probably at some level. Yeah, probably. Um, but I mean, if you if you have a conversation and you say you can't do that, what are you nuts? And they say, oh, you know, you're right. I'm just frustrated and and I'm angry. And I, you know, you're right though. Obviously, I shouldn't do that. I mean, if you get that reaction, you probably think he's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the conversation went like. But when you had, add these additional details of them actually going to the club together, of them actually uh, going to buy ammunition. Seems to make it quite a bit worse. Yes, considerably. The guy apparently also cased out uh, Disney World, which is really chilling. I mean, really chilling. Then you're talking, I mean, it's chilling either way, but you could have killed a lot of children at a place like Disney World. Um, And it it, makes you wonder why he didn't choose that. Um, I'm glad he didn't, but it makes you, I wonder if it's because there's security there. He went and cased it out to check it out as a place for this kind of terror. Yeah, I mean, he definitely cased it. We know that. Uh, it was everyone from every report. It was uh, I wouldn't say professionally done because that's not the right word. But, it, you know, it was done in a way that was pre-planned. He definitely cased it, the, the situation. The question is, did he also enjoy attending this particular establishment? It does seem like I mean, he the Daily Mail is reporting one of his previous uh, acquaintances um, at work, um, this is back when he was in New York several years ago, said he was gay and asked him out. Um, another uh, report is that he was a regular at the gay, at gay bars, including Pulse, for the past decade and used hookup apps like Grindr to meet men. <laughs> um, uh, he pursued a, a relationship with a male classmate when he was trying to be a police officer as well. And they, they, I guess that did not go well, the whole police officer thing. Um, but he was interested in it at one at one point and was working as a security officer uh, when all this happened. Uh, the former male classmate um, was once asked about the mass murderer, uh, um, was asked out by the mass murderer. Um, he told the Palm Beach Post that he would hang out with the, uh, with Mateen and uh, others alone and in groups. Uh, and he went to they went to gay clubs together then. So, I mean, it does seem like. You know, it may be one of these situations where he was gay, he wasn't sure about it. I mean, this is surely what the media is going to do with it. Um, then he revolted against it, thanks to the help of Islamic extremism. Uh, and you know, was he, you know, was he an extremist back in 2006? We don't know, um, but that is, uh, it does look like he had a long history of going to gay clubs. It wasn't just this one to scout it, because some people su- suggested, okay, people, because I think about a dozen people now have said they've seen him, this guy at the club before. So the question was, was he just going there, showing up, trying to scout the location? Or was he a gay guy that went to this club all the time and had some, uh, you know, you know, was you know, turned on the on this community for whatever reason? Um, and when I say whatever reason, I mean Islamic extremism. Uh, you know, is that the case? Right now, it looks like maybe he really was gay, and then in addition to that, became an Islamic extremist and uh, and wound up doing this. Um, you know, we don't know. We still, there's so much we don't know, and obviously we'll we'll start to learn. The, the wife, however, is apparently cooperating. So he also uh, one of these guys that he asked out, uh, the one you're talking about, that mm-hmm. uh, refused his romantic advances, kind of because he wasn't out at the time. Says he just wanted to fit in, but nobody liked him. He was also always socially awkward. So 
Once again, with the mass shooter, we're, we're hearing that sort of theme, that they were socially awkward, that they were not well-liked. And, you know, maybe that figured into this, too, uh, as well as Islamic extremism. I don't know. He's the one who called and said he was aligning himself with ISIS. And so, you know, I tend to believe him since he called and said it. And But it seems like everybody else is trying to make something else out of this. Like, well, then it's this is some other kind of crime. This is not even a hate crime, then, is it? It's not even, uh, it's certainly not about Islam. There's nothing the administration would like more than this to not be about Islam. They'd, they'd love for it to be about something else. Um, he was, uh, uh, the Orlando shooter apparently also threatened to bring a gun and kill students at his elementary school, uh, according to former mm. classmates. Threatened to bring a gun to the elementary school, kill everyone when he was just 10 years old says a former classmate. Now classmates who attended the same school as the shooter in Port, uh, Port Lucie have claimed that teachers often had to deal with his unruly behavior and threats of violence against other pupils. Yeah, so this guy's been messed up and it, uh, for a long time. Interesting, too. I mean, you know, he was 29, so when he was 10, 19 years ago, you're going back to late 90s. I mean, this yeah. is right, it's still before 9-11, um, you know, where, I don't know, maybe you'd see some of this, although it was after many, certainly, Islamic extremist attacks. We don't know how far this goes back, but his dad mm-hmm. was a nut job. I mean, I don't know how long he's been a nut job, but he, but he might not be killing people. He's obviously has a, I mean, he said he was with the Taliban 100% in one of his videos. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of understandable that this guy might be, uh, might have at an early age developed some been bad screwed habits. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some screws mm-hmm. loose here. There's no no doubt about that. Leslie Hall, who was a fifth grade classmate of his at uh, Marisopa Elementary School, she recalls one occasion where he threatened to go on a shooting spree. She said that he told a group of kids he planned to bring a weapon into the school and open fire, killing everyone. Uh, she said she added that when students told teachers they were taken extremely seriously and Mateen was suspended for two weeks. That's uh, there you go. Mm. That's a good idea. Just suspended for two weeks because after two weeks and that cooling off period, nothing bad could ever happen. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Right? That's fair. I mean, that's, uh, that's fair. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Two weeks is a good amount of time. <laughs> Anything you do for two weeks is a habit. I don't know what you life. do, though, with a 10-year-old, because a lot of people oh, just yeah. wouldn't believe that. And also, uh, you know, 10-year-olds say all sorts of crap. I mean, they do. Uh, you know, you, yeah, they do. You, 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 you know, you're not exactly the most sensible, uh, you know, person at that age. You know, you're going to say things that are, you know, crazy and you're going to get into mm-hmm. fights and you're mm-hmm. going to, you know, I mean, you think you're going to be an NBA superstar and, you mm-hmm. know, like, you're not exactly at your peak of, uh, of being rational. However, when your husband comes to you and he's 29 years old and he drives you to a he wants you to drive him to a gay club so he can scout it out as a location where he can murder people after he's bought ammunition with you, that one you take seriously. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You're going to draw that distinction? That's my line. Okay. Yeah, I've got a line there. Huh. That's it. That's You're willing to line. stand yeah. by that I, Well, line? that's not the line. But that's on one particular side of the line. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he definitely crossed the line many times. Uh, and then another former classmate recalls his uh, reaction to seeing the planes hit the Twin Towers on 9-11. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, he was making plane noises on the bus, acting like he was running into a building. I don't know if he was... I don't really know if he was doing it because he was being taught some of that stuff at home 
or just doing it for attention because he didn't have a lot of friends. Right. Again, when you're young, you don't know. I mean, who knows what they said and why they meant but, it. But like still, like you said, his dad's a nut job. Yep. He's teaching his kid to be a nut job. And he is a nut job. And then oddly, there's this period in a few years after this, after 9-11, where he's trying to be in, in the NYPD, which is where all, yeah, really all the people who died in the attacks. Really weird. Um, so I don't know, maybe he was planning an attack against them and could never get inside. Who knows? I mean, I, you know, we're going to find out more about this, obviously, as this goes on. But it's a little, uh, it's a little, a little strange. Um, you know, the celebrity reaction continues to pour in. I love the celebrity it, reaction really because really they've stupid. been, Stu, they've been really reasonable and logical about this. They, for one thing, uh, Tom Brokaw said that we need to ban AR-14s, mm-hmm. and I agree with that. Yep. In it fact, AR-14s have already been banned to the extent that there are none. And never have been. That's how much we've banned AR-14s. And is, let me ask you this. How many murders have happened from an AR-14? Zero. Zero. It's worked. None. The policy has worked, folks. And he also said this morning on, uh, I think, MSNBC, that we need to have a national dialogue, a national, national dialogue, a national, di- a national dialogue. It's national dialogue, Tom. Thank you. But we need to have a national dialogue. About what? We, we've had, we've had the dialogue dialogues. about guns. We've had it over and over and over. And the reason we don't do what you want us to do, Tom, is because we have a pesky little thing called um, Constitution. That's what it is. And in that Constitution, there's something that some people, these extremists, refer to as the uh, Second Amendment. And it says something about the right to bear, to keep and bear arms. Hmm, I've never heard of yeah. that. Yeah. And, it, and then at the end of the phrase is that that right shall not be infringed. Mm. So... That's why, so far, now, if you want to set fire to that pesky document, you know, then, then that's kind of up to you. And Which is, by the way, to stand in your way. what the Ro- Rolling Stone has proposed today. Uh, we, it's, it is time to ban the Second Amendment. And I will say, you know, most people will be like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this. I, I give them credit. That is what they should At be least proposing. that's the honest approach. Because it's the only honest because approach. Because that's what they all want. That's what they all want. Number one, it's what they all want. Number two, it's the only way they can actually do what they say they want to do. Which yeah. is take away guns from people and ban them. The, the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. This is not a. There's not borderline language here. This yeah. is like as strong as anything in any of our government institutions. You can't do anything to it. Right. That's how strong it is. You That's can't do anything. All of this crap seems is unconstitutional strong. when it comes down to the way that it was uh, it, when it was uh, intended and written. Yeah. Um, however. Uh, I understand, um, you know, politicians feel like they can't win elections if they come out uh, for that. Number one, uh, they should do this. They should try to overturn the Second Amendment and be honest about their intentions. Number two, in a world where Donald Trump can be the Republican nominee, I'm fairly nervous they would succeed. (laughs) But uh, that's a whole other story. Let's just skip that. Uh, And look at this moronic tweet from seth mcfarland yeah really stupid this and, guy is so butt stupid at I least just, in this instance he is this is a, so many instances i mean he's a nut job liberal obviously yes. but i mean i you know i think he's a he's he's a guy who i think 
Yeah, I mean, he's. I think. I think. You know, I think his work is generally very good uh, when it comes to entertainment. I think he's a funny guy, um, and I and I I also think um, he's a guy who he's a liberal, but a liberal mm-hmm. who, you know, reads the liberal publications. Like, there's a line there, right? Like, there's the absolute moronic Miley Cyrus tweet about gun issues where she's never even considered them or whatever. And Seth MacFarlane, I think, sits down and reads Mother Jones and is an idiot because of that. There's a, there is a separation there, but this is what he uh, wrote. Uh, these shootings, it's pretty moronic. It is, completely. It's a, and this is what I was getting at at the end of the show. These shootings are a regular occurrence. You don't get to be shocked anymore unless you take action to stop them. Ban automatic weapons. Yeah, it's they are. It's amazing to me they are. that people continue to not understand this. I know. They are banned, and they've been effectively banned since the late 20s, early 30s. 1934. Yeah, there's been additional it's laws. It's only 82 have, years, though. You may not have heard about it yet. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's pretty recent history when you consider the scope of how long mankind has existed on the planet. Yeah. Okay, if you figure right. that Look, civilization as we know it has kind of existed for around 7,000 years, 82 is not that long. So you may not have heard <laughs> about the weapons ban, Seth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to catch you some slack on that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, so, and it's, it's also been updated many <laughs> times over the years. Um, we went over this. 1994 at one point. Uh, was the pretty much the no, was final. That, it, well, because there was another big one in the 80s, even with under Reagan, there was additional laws to make it harder to get them. There was another yeah. one in the 60s, I believe. Um, yes, uh, we actually went through this at it's, one point a while ago. Yeah, it's interesting. It's actually an interesting history. I also believe it's probably unconstitutional. Um, I, probably you know, is. I, probably is. I mean, I, you know, I don't. I, you know. Yeah, again, but I, we've all accepted it. We've come to accept it. Right. We've kind of given that ground. And, well, yeah, and this is what and they now want. we're taking a stand. And this right? is, of course, what they want. By the way, they want they want semi-automatic um, next. Right. Because then what, they'll go for the you know what? In twenty years, we'll all sit back and say, you know what? We've given this ground. Mm-hmm. You know, look. Uh, you know, we all accept that now. I right. I don't think any of that is is constitutional. Probably. I mean, you know, I, there are some. Uh, I think it was Scalia who made a really interesting argument about this, and it's been a long time since I read it, but it was. Uh, there are the, he believes there are limitations on the rights to, right to bear arms, but it's very specific. It's like almost like the bearing of it is the issue. Like there's like a uh, can you hold it in your hands is is one of the like you can't have a tank because you can't hold it in your hands. Like there's some weird mm. interesting thing, but I mean it's that strong. It's like super super unrestrictive. You shall not infringe it. So I honestly think probably the uh, that uh, that it, it should it should I mean and and, there, and to be clear there are restrict heavy restrictions on it. However, Glenn does own one. There it, you can be grandfathered into it. There is a way to transfer it. It's very difficult to do. Extremely. It's very very expensive. So now, of course, what liberals do is they make it so expensive that only super rich people can actually get a hold of these weapons. Right. Like a machine gun would probably run you about twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, there's, I remember Bare reading this a while ago that like there's one little tiny part that is like a two dollar part, but you can't manufacture them anymore in the United States. So to buy one, you have to get a refurbished, grandfathered one that is mm-hmm. now six hundred dollars instead of two. Um, you know, it's because they're limited, and you so can't it's pretty get prohibitive. Them. Yeah, it's very, and that's that's what the 1934 law did. It made it prohibitive. It was first of all cost prohibitive mm-hmm. to buy one, and almost all people couldn't. So it was essentially a ban on automatic weapons in 1934. Yep. 
Uh, and they did that because uh, it became a weapon of choice of gangsters. Um, right. Uh, back in Prohibition days. And yes. the, back even, you know. Everybody knows I mean, about the Tommy gun yeah, and the Tommy all gun. that kind of stuff. And so the peak of mass shootings actually <laughs> happened in the 20s. Um, yeah. Not now. People are going to say, well, it's got to happen now. I mean, I saw some list the other day, and I didn't. I will say I did not fact check it. But I, it's in my memory seems right. Uh, the amount of shootings uh, over eight or ten people, whatever the number was, uh, by president. And it's like three, four, three. Every president had a few of them. And then Obama, 15. Um, 15. Uh, of, of eight or more, or ten or more. I can't remember what the number was. Um, now, again, you wow. know, so they ha- there's an argument to be made that they're increasing at some level. But it does, it, a, par- a big part of that, and the statistics show this, is because the United States of America has chosen to crack down on terrorists using explosives. That is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I support that. But they're trying to find something that's easier. I guarantee you, if you were to crack down on guns and somehow terrorists couldn't find their way around this with hundreds of millions of guns in this country, but let's just say you couldn't, what they would do is drive their giant cars and trucks into giant crowds to kill people. Or they would find other ways. They would poison people. There's always something they're going to try to do. The underlying motivation is the problem. You mm-hmm. can always find a way to kill somebody. I mean, and we were talking about this. I was talking about this with my wife. It was we were... Um, you know, because we have kids, and they're you know they're uh, sometimes they'll go to their little uh, church preschool, and they'll be there for a few hours, and you're, they're out of your control, right? I mean, they have security guards there, but like you don't know, like you anything can happen at any time, and it's freaking scary. You know, you, you're you're going to a gay club, it's three in the morning, you've had a nice night of drinking and partying, and all of a sudden you're dead, right? Like you don't know what's going to happen, you don't know the next mm-hmm. day. Uh, Eric Erickson on radio made a good point today. I'm like, you, you better live your life, right? I mean, uh, you better be happy and live your life and enjoy your family because you never know when it's going to go. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I was talking about that with my wife, and as we're, we're discussing it, we live in a society of trust. Freedom is is something that is really hard to maintain. And we all sit here and trust people every day, thousands of people that you've never met before. You trust just because of general societal bonds and the fact that people are nice. We were, as we were having this discussion, I looked over the next car over, there's a person sitting right there. As we're looking forward, there's no reason to believe this person could not have a gun and shoot us in the head. Of course it could happen. But we, it doesn't happen to almost everyone. There are about 300 murders nationwide with rifles in this country. You have a country, it's one in a million. About one in a million. It's a little bit more than one in a million. One in a million people die in this country because of a rifle. I, how in the hell do you stop that if you want to have freedom in a country? You don't. I mean, you have a person, you can keep people in prison, which Democrats don't want to do. You can restrict access to uh, uh, illegal immigrants crossing the border that we have no idea who they are, but Democrats don't want to do that either. Those are two main steps you could do. When people get in prison, the people who wind up committing murders usually have already been in prison for something else. But the the Democrats constantly want to let them out of prison. But you can't restrict something that is used in one in 30,000. It's even it's much, much more than that. We did this a while. I think it's one in three or four hundred thousand rifles gets used in a crime like this. You can't restrict that. It's not about the rifle. And I think in in the heart of hearts, every Democrat knows that. Every liberal who wants to control guns knows that. If Seth MacFarlane took the time to figure out the difference between automatic weapons and uh, and semi-automatic weapons, he'd probably get it too. 
But the, 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 it's not about that with these people. It's about control. It's about controlling your life because they don't believe you are going to be able to handle yourself. That's progressivism, baby, and that's what these guys want. They want you to be controlled. They want, I guarantee, if anyone wanted to come down and crack down on the amount of jokes they could tell on Family Guy, he would not be uh, happy about it. But right. on the other side of it, you know, when it comes down to somebody else's freedoms, he these guys care. don't seem to care. Doesn't care. It might be a really good time to start your short-term emergency food supply. You think? I mean, look at the news every day. Something uh, amazing happens every single day. My Patriot Supply is offering you an incredible deal on just their basic, basic preparation package. A 72-hour emergency food supply for 10 bucks. You're going to instantly save uh, 60% right off the bat on their normal prices. I mean, with my... They're huge. It's a big sale. This is a lot cheaper. But my Patriot Supplies prices are really good anyway. You can go there and get anything from a uh, three-day supply to all the way a to a year or, or more. more. Uh, they can do all that for you. But again, you're going to knock out three-quarters of the issues that are potentially possible with just a 72-hour kit. Why not take that very immediate first step by calling 888-411-6844? It's 10 bucks. It's less than going out to Chili's for a meal, and you're going to get three days of food. Should I wait a few weeks and just kind of let it sink in? That's an and interesting just question. wonder about it? No. Call right now. 888-411-6844 or preparewiththeblaze.com. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Beck is the phone number. Um, so Mike Rowe, who's on Facebook all the time, uh, went to Facebook. And uh, he, on Sunday, he had heard about the mass shooting, of course, uh, while on a plane traveling to his hometown of Baltimore. He said a young boy, maybe 10 years old, asked him about the shooting, thinking Rowe had, uh, had the answers because he'd seen him on TV. Well, all TV people have every answer. Right. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of, of course, you, Jeffy. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. I know you feel right. You feel surprised by yeah. that action and not moving. Are right. you okay? Are you? Oh, there yeah, that's there exactly. Wow. Well, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. We're, we got you that time, didn't we? <laughs> he looks upset about that. Yeah, he's, um, anyway. he's also fat. I don't know if you've noticed that. You know, until you said it, I yeah, never had. But never uh, had. There you go. Um, Mike Rowe said, all I could think to tell him was uh, that something I always recall on days like this is a quote from Mr. Rogers. When I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. 
while many social uh, media users, of course, applauded Roe for his response, one blasted the dirty job star. I'm confused, Mike. Why would you not tell this boy the truth? Islam is a terror group, and it was given a safe haven in our country by the current administration. They are here to kill you. Why would you not tell him that? It's the truth. I thought it took a village to raise a child. Um, Roe then uh, offered the response. He said, because he's 10, and he's on the plane for the first time, and because I'm not his dad. Brilliant response. <laughs> yes, although, uh, if you, I'm at 10 years old, I guess you probably Somebody else's give... kid at 10? No. No, no, I'm saying I'm your not own doing kid. That, I, that, I was just going to question My own them. kid? Yeah, I'd probably tell him. Tell him uh, they're here to kill you? Yeah. Or do you give him a more... And in fact, they're just outside the door right now, banging on it. And, uh, you know, and then I say, night-night. <laughs> and then start banging on the door just to yeah, give him a little yeah, scare. Yeah. Um, no, I, I give him some version of that. Though, yeah, right? some you, version. You, you, you tell you, him the truth, but you you yeah, soften it, right? Obviously, for a ten year old, for the audience, um, uh, that's okay. And that's a good response. I mean, I, that's first a, of all, I think that's a great response. For I will him. say, uh, you know, give, let me let me give you an example of one person who's on TV. His name's Jeffy. If someone has my kids on a plane and somehow is on the same plane as Jeffy, which I would never. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. you're hearing me, Jeffy. Uh, I would never want that to happen. I would be very upset if if a, some random TV personality tried to say, hey, by the way, Islam's here to kill you. Like, I don't let me parent my children. Exactly. Yeah. It's why I've always resented the whole sex education at school thing. I don't want some teacher uh, telling their version of sexual appropriateness, sexual practices, all of that stuff to my kid. I'll do that at home. Let me take care of that part. I got that, okay? You teach them the uh, the R's, the reading, writing, arithmetic. Yeah. And by the way, arithmetic doesn't start start with an R. R. I've always thought that was weird. Yeah, it is Uh, weird. It's a weird thing. Uh, I also don't like the discipline thing. I I don't trust teachers at, you know, a lot lot of conservatives disagree with me on corporal punishment at school. Oh, like spanking at school? Yeah, I I don't want teachers deciding when my kid should be uh, physically uh, beaten. I mean, if there's certainly... I I, I don't want that. If they're they're at a level of um, discipline, Disruption. There might be restraint uh, that might be necessary in certain circumstances, but like hitting, hitting, no. I mean, you know, right. Call me, put him in a corner, lock him in the office until we get there. You Mm -hmm. know, there's probably there's something to that. Um, But you know, and this is another thing I think I split with a lot of conservatives on is I feel the same way that you feel about uh, sexual education. um, With and I feel the same way about sex ed too. Honestly, I think you know what people tend to figure sex out. Yeah. It seems to be one of those things people really enjoy and spend a lot of time thinking about. So they, they tend to get on they get on the bandwagon on that one. Um, but I think in, in addition to that, uh, I actually, while I think uh, I agree that prayer should be allowed in school, I agree that um, uh, there should be some sort of education when it comes to saying, hey, uh, you know what, here comes our, our pitch on evolution. It's our answer, the answer that science has come up with. Your parents might say something different at home. This doesn't mean that you should blow your parents off to the end of time. That type of statement I'm fine with. But I honestly don't want the average public school teacher teaching my children religion. If I want that, I'll go right. to Pat's school. I'll yes. send my kids to Pat's school. And I, you know, we have right. people that I actually trust about those sort of topics talking about them. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't necessarily want... Uh, a public school teacher walking, you know, teaching yeah, my either. kid how to pray instead right. of me. 
Um, you right. know, I, Allowing them all to pray in their own way, I think, it would be great. Absolutely fine. And, and you know, if that. you wanted to have a different kid every day, do it. If they wanted and that's to, okay I'm too. fine with that. Even if some of them I don't agree with, I don't right, mind right, being right. exposed to the culture. I just, I don't like the idea that a teacher and authority figure is going to basically go up there and say, "Hey, you're wrong," because they'll do this. You know it on global warming, on every other issue. They will get into this at some point and say, "Hey, if your parents say this, you're dumb. They're dumb." Uh, but when you get into the point of religion, and I think many other things. Uh, I do believe that uh, those should be. I don't think those should be done. Um, I don't either. In school. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Triple eight seven two seven. Back more patents too coming up. It's Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK. A little, uh, maybe some good news here. Well, first of all, we didn't even say the really good news that the lawsuit against uh, Chris Uh Kyle's estate was overturned. Yeah, vacated. The the award of $1.8 million to Mm -hmm. uh, Jesse Ventura was overturned. Oh, that's obviously ridiculous. I'm sorry. So great. It's it's so blatantly. It was one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep. Um, and you know, despite the fact that obvi- the obvious liar in this situation is Jesse Ventura, in my opinion, so we don't get sued. Uh, I, uh, I, you know, in my opinion, you know, he, he's been the wrong on, on this from the basic. But it doesn't even matter. I mean, I, to be perfectly honest, even we, even if Chris Kyle said things that weren't completely true, which I don't believe, uh, but if he did, you know, he's a public figure talking about a public figure. Like, there's nothing there. It's just, it's right. just silly. Right. Um, but and you know, he. Didn't even put his name in the book. Did he put his name? Called in the him book. Scruff Face or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was on a radio show where he finally said the name Jesse Ventura. It's not. Even, he didn't even have a case. No, it wasn't. it's unbelievable that he won it. Yeah, and, and not to mention that he had sold tons of books before he brought up Jesse Ventura's name. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's just stupid from the beginning. But I'm glad to see it finally so, vacated. So his family really can great move news. on a little bit. You know, well, I'm sure it, I'm sure Jesse Ventura will not drop it, of course, because how else is he making money at this point? Um, but uh, he will probably continue to fight it. And yeah, probably. I mean, again, he's in probably. he's in the Douche Hall of Fame. He's a former grand novel of the Douche Hall of Fame. Douche Hall of Fame. So despicable human too. being. Yes, he is. Absolutely despicable. Among, uh, you know, among the worst people in our society. Yes. Uh, in my opinion. Because I don't have an actual list that says he's the worst. Although he is in the douche hall. I guess I do have a list. Yeah, you do. Uh, You do. Uh, Also, some potential good news uh, is that the leader of ISIS, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, we may have lost him. We may have lost him. Well, we may have killed him. Uh, U.S. airstrike in Raqqa. Uh, His death has been reported by the Turkish daily, Yenis Safak. Uh, and that would be quite a blow for ISIS, but there have been previ- previously report, uh, some reports that al-Baghdadi, who proclaimed himself the caliph of all Muslims two years ago, had been killed or wounded. And those turned out to be untrue, so this may too. And I, I'm really a little bit skeptical on it because Obama's making a big terror speech right now. And, and he's not mentioning it. He's not saying it. Because <laughs> this would be a perfect day for him to say, by the way, in case you're wondering whether I'm doing a good job on terrorism, al-Baghdadi's dead. 
so I don't know. I don't buy it. Yeah. I mean, maybe they just don't know. I mean, they could think they have him, but they don't have it confirmed yet, so he wouldn't be able to say it. It's possible, but I, I would say it's it's unlikely. Um, you know, and uh, he is also making a point in the speech of saying, you know, look, the reason I say I don't say radical Islam is not because uh, it's a, it nothing to do with political correctness. Now, first of all, that's straight out a lie. It has something to do with it. There is, we kind of went through this the other day, there is an argument to be made, and this happened even in the Bush administration, that you don't use some of these words that are familiar to people in the Middle East, like jihad, because uh, because it makes them look more legitimate to people in the Middle East. So they're saying, well, they're, if they're just doing it for jihad, well, I have a jihad, because... People who are good Muslims think that jihad is an internal struggle. Same thing with um, uh, radical Islam. Their thought is, some people's thought is, and this is not just all liberals, although it's mostly liberals, um, that if you call them Islamic, it sounds to people in the Middle East like you're attacking people who are Islamic. And they might not get the the terrorist or additional qualifiers that we put on them. They might see radical Islam as someone who's just really Islamic. And maybe we should listen to them. If they're, if they're really Islamic, maybe they're right. Now, I don't buy that argument because you're, they're always going to... The freaking people in the Middle East are, you know, that are in the leadership of Hezbollah are going to find a way to f- spin this against you anyway. You can't. Mm-hmm. You might as well communicate to your own country, honestly. But I understand wh- partly, partially the reason for that. It's also partially political correctness. But th- what do you think about this point? Because I think this is a, we're at an interesting moment on this because it's been going on for a long time. The conservative response to what should be done in the Middle East has been for a long time, he won't acknowledge that it's called radical Islam. He won't even say the name of the threat. Therefore, he won't take it seriously. Now, Hillary Clinton is saying she's going to say the name of the threat. In this speech, Barack Obama is saying, that's not the reason I'm not saying it. That is not the reason. Now, I don't believe either one of them. Of course, they're big, fat liars. But I think some American people will actually believe this. And if Hillary Clinton starts saying it, that point is going to go away. What do you do next? What is your next point? Where do you go? Any idea? What, what, what would you? I mean, if you you've been saying this for a long time, hey, radical Islam. It's not you can't. They don't even say it now. Hillary Clinton's saying it every time. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You just go on and say, look. Well, I mean, we've seen the increase of attacks. We've seen that they ha- they want to invite more, uh, you know, Syrian immigrants or whatever. What, where do you go from there? I mean, there's certainly they have done a bad job. And Hillary Clinton was a big part of them doing a bad job. Yeah. But, I mean, it's hard, It's harder to summarize. What's, yeah, I don't know what the bumper sticker is yet. Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I asked you for an answer. I don't know it. I don't know the answer to You're that. You're supposed to be Still. able to solve the Islamic extremism problem? Yeah. We're on a TV show. I what know. if a little 10-year-old comes up on a plane and says, how do you solve the Islamic extremist problem? And it's some other hey, kid's kid. kid, go ask your dad, okay? Get out <laughs> of my face. Say, what if they say their dad isn't there? They just <laughs> stepped on a plane by mistake. Go talk to your mom. Go talk to the stewardess. The flight attendant. <laughs> the stewardess sorry, probably the, would know. The flight attendant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-727-BECK. There's more patents, too. That's inevitable.
727 Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, in the New York Times, kind of an interesting article, <clears throat> and it was titled Donald Trump's Mormon Problem. Uh, there's a fight to, in the fight to fend off Donald J. Trump's conquest of the Republican Party, there's been no fiercer faction this year than the Mormons. Uh, throughout the primaries, Mr. Trump was pummeled in the Book of Mormon belt. <laughs> I've never really heard it called that, but uh, that's interesting. Um, and I believe uh, McKay Coppins is, I believe, Mormon. So, I mean, and I, that's who wrote this. Yes, uh, he's McKay uh, Coppins. Yeah, he's at BuzzFeed. He's been on. He's he was okay. on. Uh, I had him on Glenn's show at one point. He wrote a really good book about the behind-the-scenes sort of election stuff. He, you know, yeah. one of those like, you know, a zillion sources of like AIDS and everything else. I mean, it was. I can't remember the name of it, but we can get it for you here coming up. In Utah, he suffered one of his worst defeats, finishing dead last with a paltry 14% of the vote. Outside Utah, he often underperformed in counties where Mormons were more heavily concentrated. On some level, this dynamic might seem intuitive. Mormon, Mormonism is a faith that holds up chastity as a virtue, condemns pornography as soul-rotting. Um, Mr. Trump is an unabashed adulterer who has posed for Playboy covers. Uh, Mormons draw inspiration from their ancestors, modest frontier frugality, Trump travels the world in a tricked-out Boeing 757 with his name stamped conspicuously across the fuselage. Many conservative Christians were willing to overlook these defects in the primaries because they liked what Trump had to say about issues like immigration. But Mormons are considerably more conflicted about this, uh, his mad-as-hell message. And their ambivalence could cost the candidate in western swing states. Uh, there are other reasons for Trump's failure to rally Mormon voters. His hardline immigration stance clashes with the more merciful views of the church. And the church does have merciful views on that. Um, many whose members have served proselytizing missions in Latin America, that's for sure. One recent, found, one recent study found that Mormons are more than twice as likely as evangelicals to say they welcome more immigration to the United States. You know, when you go to Mexico or Guatemala or Ecuador, or Brazil, or whatever, and you serve in these poor areas, to a person, they come back more sympathetic. Um, and because they see what they go through, and they see the plight. And, I, I mean, we kind of went that through that a couple of years ago when we went down to Mexico and stayed in uh, Puerto Vallarta, which is a resort town. And I was expecting it to be, because it is a resort town, you know, a little more... Uh, affluent than most of Mexico, it was dirt poor. I mean, it was. No, oh, yeah. I mean, you step off these it, resorts, it's not pretty. Wow, it was bad, and you can't help but come back sympathetic and think, well, yeah, you know, sympathetic. But I mean, I think. But the you also want the laws law, upheld, and I would say that's probably Mormons as well. Yeah, like oh, they, definitely. Because I mean, we've said this. I am very pro-immigration. I, I consider myself very pro-immigration. Yes. I am, but I just want it to be legal. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I am. I want the process to be easier. I think in many ways it's absurd how difficult it is to come here. We want people who want to come here to be able to come here. It makes us a better country. Um, I, I do believe that you know the illegal part of it is what I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to follow the rules, and if your first act in this country is to break one of the country's laws, I mean, not who a good are start. You? Yeah, uh, not a good that's start. That's the problem. Yeah. So we'll see if he overcomes that. But right now, the polling in Utah is not 
terribly good for him. Yeah, two amazing polls came out, or three amazing polls came out yesterday. The least amazing of them was uh, Donald Trump has now uh, down by seven to Hillary Clinton. Um, he, uh, the, the Real Clear Politics average has Donald Trump at 38.8%. That's the average of the polls. He has not been lower than that against Hillary Clinton by any noticeable amount since August 2015. Wow. So it's been basically almost an entire year wow. of polling better than he is today. Uh, so that's and that's coming off the bump of winning the nomination. Uh, so we were, he caught up for a moment and then is now falling behind. Um, secondarily, uh, uh, so the second most interesting poll was the one in Utah, where we've seen polls like this. I don't think I've ever seen him actually tied, though. It was 3535 uh, in, in Utah with, I believe, Johnson had 10 or 12, something like that. He was in third and then a bunch of undecideds. Uh, you know, I still and I think I still kind of assume that Trump's going to win Utah, but that might be the hardest state. I mean, maybe red states. It might not. It is the reddest state in America. And if he doesn't win that, that does tell you. I mean, this is a kind of explains it. He yeah, really it is. I mean, I think it goes yeah. into too well. The, the last one I would bring up is um, uh, is Kansas, which I think was the most surprising out of all of them. Now, Kansas, I think maybe not quite as deep red. As uh, Although, Utah, but pretty freaking red. Cruz crushed him. Cruz crushed Cruz him. Crushed him in Kansas. But I mean, like you think of a, a state that you're. I mean, a Democratic presidential candidate doesn't even visit Kansas. Like they don't even think about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's a right. fair statement, right? I think so. Uh, the latest poll has Hillary Clinton forty-three, Donald Trump thirty-six. Wow. He's losing wow. Kansas by seven points. Now, again, I don't expect that to continue necessarily. But if it does, but if it does this plays right into what Eric Erickson was talking about today, where the Republican Party is going to have to reevaluate by the time the convention rolls I, around. I, I, I don't I know. know if they do. I don't know if they can. But I wow. love Eric, and I think he's right on most of the stuff. I, I, to me, I think... Unless you they can, won't switch. I out. think you try, right? You 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 say maybe you go to him and say, and you hey, pressure please drop out, and you say you got to get out of here. You're going to lose. Your brand's going to be broken. Step out and say we pressure you mm-hmm. to get out. I think you do all of those things and you try. But uh, bottom line is, I think he would have to say, you know what? Uh, I, I, I'm sick of these parties. I, I don't. I never wanted to do this anyway. Screw you guys, and and him have him drop out. I think it's the only way you could do it at the convention. But as he pointed out, that would out, be a miracle, though. Um, oh, that'd be great. I did like what he was saying there about a, a group of people going together or just putting together ballot access for an unnamed candidate. Uh, if you can get anyone to step in, honestly, it could even be, you know, name your favorite uh, blogger or writer. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, David French was the guy that was thrown around for a while um, from National Review, who's, a, you know, who had been great. I mean, I think we all, I bet you, you know, I, I know you're not super familiar with him. I'm not. I, I've read a decent amount of his stuff. I, I would, I'd have to read more. But I mean, I think we would both read through his stuff and be like, this guy's a thousand times better than either of these two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, he's a guy who says there's a real legal way to do it at the convention. But I mean, I think I'd rather have you look, the guy won, the, the guy freaking won the primary. He won it. He it's did. absurd that he won it. But he it's won. The, one of the worst things the Republican but Party has won. ever done in its entire history. Uh, because it started off pretty strong with the whole I don't like slavery thing. Okay, <laughs> They started off pretty strong. And they've done a lot of crap uh, over the years. But uh, to say, to nominate Donald Trump as you're not, to, in the nominee in 2016 is one of the purely dumbest things and worst decisions of any party in history. I don't put any, I don't need to, to downplay it. It's that bad. As point, Pat has pointed out, he thinks, and I would tend to agree, although not knowing history enough, there could be an exception to this.
but he could be the worst candidate for a major party in history. Ever. Ever. Um, so I am, uh, that's how bad I think this is. But the guy won. And when you win yeah. by the rules, you win. Uh, you know, I you think win by the rules, you die by the rules. Yes. Uh, looks like that's what is going to happen. So. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. <laughs> said hi. I thought you were going to respond. Welcome to the uh, program. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the uh, number. We were talking about the, um, the Trump's Mormon problem, and uh, maybe some of this actually um, sort of signify or it signifies where this comes from. I have some polling here. This is a percentage of each group that thinks a particular activity is morally acceptable. Okay. Hmm. Okay. For example, we start with abortion. Mm-hmm. What percentage of people think it's morally acceptable? Uh, acceptable. If you are no religion, 73%. Think abortion is okay. It's morally acceptable. All right. Jewish, actually higher, 76%, which I thought was fascinating. Really? Mainly because we talked wow. about this uh, comedian that was on TV the other day. It was like, ah, I turned Jewish because they just love abortion. And she was getting criticized for it. I mean, 76% morally acceptable? That's Some uh, She might be it. right. Yeah, yeah, she might be right on that. Um, Catholic. Now, again, Catholic. Catholic very, is, that's how, that's... Those are the ones who are so active uh, in the fight against abortion. Those are the ones yeah. who, you know, talk about it openly all the time. And a, a, a major authority in the church, obviously the authority in the church, specifically says absolutely not. No abortion. Right. right. 38% still think it's morally acceptable. That's pretty high for Catholics, it, yeah. I wow. think. Mm-hmm. Um, Protestants, it's 33%. Mormons, 18%. Now, again... You, 18% to me is still pretty high. It's higher than it should be. It's, it's higher than it should be, but it is by far the lowest of the group. Uh, next uh, activity. Is this activity morally acceptable? Cloning animals. It goes through a bunch okay. of categories here. Some of them are, aren't quite in the news, but it's still like, kind of interesting to see. Yeah. 50% of n- no religion say it's morally acceptable. 50% of Jews say morally acceptable. 33% of Catholics and 33% of Mormons say it's morally, nor, uh, morally acceptable. 28% of Protestants. Hmm. All right. Um, is it morally acceptable to clone humans? 22% of people who are, have no religion say yes. 15% of Jews, 10% of Catholics, 7% of uh, Protestants, and 6% of Mormons, the okay. lowest. Mm-hmm. We, don't, um, we don't like that activity. Hmm. Stop cloning humans. Not, not big fans. Stop doing it. This one I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, the death penalty. Is, it, is the death penalty morally acceptable? Uh, it's going to be a high percentage of Mormons. Sixty-two <laughs> percent of uh, of uh, no religion okay. say it's morally acceptable. Fifty-four yeah. percent of Jews, sixty-one percent of Catholics, sixty-six percent of Protestants, and seventy-nine uh-huh. <laughs> percent of Mormons by far the number one choice. Mm-hmm. Now, what does the church say about uh, the death penalty? They're they're okay with it. 
I don't know if they've taken a if there's an official position. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Uh, divorce is the next one. Is divorce morally acceptable? Eighty-six percent of people with no religion say yes. Eighty-six percent of Jews also say yes. Sixty-nine percent of people who are Catholic. And this is on what again? Uh, divorce. Divorce. Okay. Sixty-nine percent say Catholic of Catholics say it is morally acceptable. Gosh, that's amazing. Sixty-nine percent of Catholics. Pretty high. My dad could not take the sacrament because he married. He wasn't divorced. My mom was. My my wow. dad married my mom, and because he married a divorced woman, he couldn't receive communion. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's changed yeah. a lot. And that bothered him a lot. And now, 69% think divorce is okay? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, 69% say divorce is okay. Protestants, 61%. Mormons, 55%. So again, mm. they are the lowest of this group. But still it's really high. high. The only thing, I, again, wow. I don't have the exact question. But questions. morally acceptable, when, if you're being right, abused, if you're being beaten, right. of course I, it yeah, is. And it's it would be fun, much higher. Yeah. Uh, part of that, I think, is taking... Uh, what do you take from the question? Yeah. Like if you say, you know, is it morally acceptable to get divorced? You know, probably if you say because the person's an inch of beating you, uh, an inch from beating you to your uh, an inch of your life, probably it's 100 percent across all groups or 99 percent across all groups. Um, you know, it depends on how you take that, I think. Yeah. You know, probably Mormons are more likely to say, well, the average divorce I don't think is right. And that's probably why it's lowest. Um, doctor mm-hmm. assisted suicide. Seventy-seven percent of uh, people with no religion say yes. Seventy-three percent of uh, Jews say it's morally acceptable. Doctor-assisted suicide. Forty-seven percent of Catholics. Forty-three percent of Protestants, and thirty percent of Mormons. But thirty percent of Mormons say it's morally acceptable for doctor-assisted suicide. I thought that was yeah. probably a little Still higher, the lowest, but higher than I would yeah. expect. Extramarital affair. Fourteen mm-hmm. percent. Of people uh, who are have no religion say it's morally acceptable to have an extramarital affair. That's pretty low. Pretty low. Huh. 17% of Jews. It's actually <laughs> higher than atheists to say an affair is okay. Wow. Uh, 6% of Catholics, 5% of Protestants, and kind of shocking, 6%. Of Mormons, they're actually one wow. percent wow. behind Protestants on that one, Dang. which I, I would say I'm a, a tad surprised. I am too. Uh, at um, next hmm. up, let me see if I can get this to pull up again. I'm having trouble scrolling here. Hmm. Okay, let me see. I'm gonna have to read little tiny print now. Next up is uh, gay and lesbian relations. Uh, it is 83% for no religion. 85% say gay and lesbian uh, relationships um, are morally acceptable if you're Jewish. So, again, higher for Jews. than non-religious. It, this, that's an interesting trend in almost that all of these st- cases. Uh, Even or higher. Wow. Um, uh, 62% of Catholics say it's morally acceptable. 41% of Protestants and 28% of Mormons. Medical testing on animals. Um, Though it's it, this one's you know not super interesting, but fifty four percent of people who are no, have no religion say yes, it's okay medically tested. Almost all the religions what, are like uh, spraying sh- things in their eyes and stuff well, when you're. And this is why I think these questions. Or it's, you're it's testing tough. them for can- you're injecting right. them with cancer and then you're testing new right. medication. Like, I am I, I, you know you know I'm an annoying vegetarian person. Right. Yeah. 
Um, however, I'm okay with medical testing on animals if there's some positive result for humans in it. If it's yeah. just, you know, obviously spraying shampoo in their eyes, it's, it's, it's that, or, or a hairspray in their eyes is that typical example that I, I'm sure doesn't uh-huh. happen. Right? Like, I'm sure that's <laughs> probably not, not anymore. It's I bet not it an did. actual policy. I bet it Maybe did. it did at one point, but it's not a real thing. Like, do I think medical testing on animals? Do I want, I'm sorry, rats. You know what? Do I need you to be tested for my cancer drug? Hell, yes, I do. I want them all. I mean, I, again, I put human life above animal above life. Above rats? Above even rats. Do you really? Uh, I do. Huh. Uh, it's shocking, I know. Um, but so, I mean, anyway, the other religious groups are right in the same grouping between 60 and 63% uh, say it's okay. Um, polygamy is next. This one's kind of interesting. Um, well, again, if the media were to write this poll, they would say polygamy. Absolutely highest among Mormons. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a standard attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shockingly, only uh, 8% of Mormons consider polygamy to be morally acceptable, um, which I, f- I find to be kind of interesting. Is now, that, that the lowest? Is slightly ahead of Catholics, who say 7%, and 6% of uh, Protestants. However, it's considerably behind Jews, who... 18% who say that it's morally acceptable, and no religion is the highest at 26%. So wow. when Mormons get attacked for polygamy, actually yeah. about three times as many atheists believe it's okay than do Mormons. Wow. That's kind of an interesting stat. Yeah. And uh, finally, uh, suicide is the last one. Uh, 38% of no religion say it's morally acceptable to commit suicide. 39% of Jews say that. Uh, 12% of Catholics, 11% of Protestants, and 8% of Mormons say it's okay. Mm. Okay. So I, I think that's an interesting sort of like look at that. Uh, yeah. You know, given that, you know, we all uh, have these assumptions about these groups, I think a lot of them are turned upside down by that polling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, Jews seemingly are considerably more liberal than atheists, which is, yeah. I don't think I would have called that, at least on, more, on these sort of uh, moral issues. Uh, typically speaking, uh, Mormons are the most conservative, more than the other religious groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, Protestants and Catholics are pretty similar, though Catholics uh, seem to be a little bit more liberal on my, many of these issues, which I don't know if that would be a huge surprise. But it's a kind of an interesting uh, you know, group of information there to say. Yeah, it is. Uh, they didn't ask about gun control, did they? They did not. Um, I bet 100% of the Ellen Grayson family thinks that gun control... Uh, actually, uh, his wife be. hates him. Oh, <laughs> she's suing him for millions of dollars. So I that's think she, true. Yeah, she's very that well is mind. true. Uh, and I think it's an ex-wife at this point. I think yeah, so. Yeah, ex-wife. I think they got divorced. Uh, but he told Aaron Burnett Sunday night that an AR-15 rifle is. Well, watch what he said because it's brilliant. Shake if time. I may just say this yeah. one thing further, yeah. if he were who he were who he, who he was, he, and he was he not were, able to who, buy who, a weapon that shoots off 700 rounds in a minute, a lot of those people would still be alive. That's exactly right. If somebody like him had nothing worse to deal with than a Glock pistol, which was his other weapon today, he might have killed three or four people and not 50. Uh, uh, Wow. First of all, he must have some sort of uh, uh, magic ball that tells him what could have happened, what would have happened had he only had a Glock. Right. Because, I I mean, with a Glock, you could kill just as many people. Uh, It does the same thing. You might have to reload a few times. Yeah, but you have to reload an AR-15 a few times. Yes, you do. You don't have to reload the belt machine gun he's apparently referring to, Um, uh, which uh, doesn't exist. uh, Watch this again because it's it's brilliant from start to finish. It it really is. Why? why, why What's he trying to say at the very beginning? That's what I want to know. If he were who he were, he was. 
What? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a good one. I watch for that. And yeah. then after you watch for that, watch Aaron Burnett's little head bob up and down like he's making a good point. <laughs> Check it out. If I may just say this yeah. one thing further. Yeah. If he were who he were who he was, and he was not able to buy a weapon that shoots off <laughs> 700 rounds in a minute, a lot oh, of those people would still be alive. There. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. If somebody You're like right, him Alan. had nothing worse to deal with than a Glock pistol, which was his other weapon today, he might have killed three or four people I, I and not 50. It's fascinating. How on earth... Mm. If he were who har he he was who he were and, and if he <laughs> if he were who either. he was then he when he did the who I, I don't know I, I don't know what the hell he's trying to say what do you mean but I'm amazed if he couldn't have gotten a gun is that what you're why did I you mean, just say that how on earth uh, does she not say in that situation well I think you're thinking of an automatic weapon this is a semi-automatic weapon like how on earth does she not know that information I don't know how does she I, not I, call I don't him know how any of them because they're politely all... even you don't have to be a douche like we would be to him. Um, but it's like, just I, look, uh, I actually, I think you've made a mistake. You know, I mean, be nice about it. Right. He's making a buffoon out of himself on national television. Well, she has no but idea. But she doesn't know she he's doing it. no idea. How on earth? Look, they keep making this point. No, there's been so many shootings. There's been a million shootings, and this has got to stop. Well, there's too many shootings. 17 million. Well, I mean, again, it's 17 million. One so. shooting is too many shootings. We can all agree on that. We don't want any more shootings. But apparently there haven't been enough shootings for them to actually understand anything about the subject matter. Like, how do they not know these aren't automatic weapons? How do they not know the AR-15, which, by the way, indications are that it wasn't an a- even an AR-15, but it was definitely not an automatic weapon. It was a semi-automatic weapon. Even the way they talk about it, the witnesses are like, I kept hearing these gunshots. It was like, bang, 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 bang. That's not automatic gun pacing. That's not 700 shots a, sec- a minute. No. How do you not know that? 700 shots a minute is... Yeah, you can't even do it. It's just, you're just... Even because you'd have to take breaths in that sound effect, you probably you couldn't, probably get couldn't to do it. Yeah, you, you have to you have to pull the trigger. Now this is a semi-automatic, meaning you have to pull the trigger every time a you know a to bullet shoot a bullet. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the seven hundred that he's talking about per minute is only how fast the bullet will go down the chamber. But you still have to pull the trigger to get it to come out of the chamber and go into somebody. Right, and so of course what you he have to do it is, is something else. Ten. Time. You have to squeeze the trigger 10 times per second to make what he said happen, happen. So you, it's impossible. No human being can pull that no. 10 times per second. I mean, that's just, it's ludicrous. And none of them know it. None of them know anything about the subject matter. So if he were who he were he was, then he would have, then, then he would have, her, would have known him that thing. So that's all I have to say. L- listen to this. This is, this is a guy on YouTube. I'm just pulling this up right now. Okay? Guy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be okay with this. A guy on YouTube. Guy on YouTube. He is firing an automatic weapon. Now, he doesn't shoot it for a full minute because, of course, he doesn't have a 700 uh, uh, you know, uh, bullet magazine or clip. I don't know, I never bullets and cl- every time you say magazine or clip, and you say the wrong one. Everyone freaks out. I don't, I don't know because I'm I born right. in Connecticut and I have Connecticut values, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, they, you know, the idea that 700. Uh, I just want to give you a sense. Again, it's not a full minute, but listen to the pacing of what 700 um, bullets uh, rounds per minute. I guess is the way to say that uh, sounds like. Yeah. Well, he's about to start. 
Okay. I mean, that is, that is not a semi-automatic weapon. And it is that's not. That's an automatic. He's, hold, he's holding, you could see his finger, he's holding it once. Is but it a machine gun? It it's a machine gun. He's, he's, he's shooting an automatic weapon. Right. Now, there are automatic weapons that, again, have been grandfathered in. Uh, there are ways to do it. I don't even know if this person is in the United States, so it may be in another place. Point being, though, it, that mm. think about trying to move your finger that fast, is it what you just heard. You can't you even can. tell the separation of the bullets. You cannot do it. Superman couldn't do it. Not even Donald Trump can do it, guys. No. Not even freaking Donald Trump. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents too. And he could do anything. He can do anything. Not even Jeffy. He, he will do, do everything. everything. Yes, yes. Donald Trump will do everything. Yeah, it's time to get on board, yeah. Jeffy. Get on the Trump train. Time to get on the Trump train. Douche. Yeah. Uh, and you're fat. Okay? Yeah, right. That's what I said. That's what I said. So shut up. Ted talks at all. Pat, you watch any of those? Uh, Rarely. I've watched enough to know that this thing we're about to sh- see here is very, very funny. Yeah. Um, very funny. I, um, I watch <clears throat> some of them here and there. Like I, 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 a lot of them, you might say, is uh, uh, they're very liberal. Some <laughs> of them make really liberal points. Some of them are really smart, and I really like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are just like, you know, there's one about you're tying your shoelaces the wrong way. And it actually goes through, like, if you actually tie them in the reverse, they never slip. I don't know if it's true, but that was one of them. I did try it for a while. I don't know that I've actually mastered it. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was interesting. Like, so, dumb little life hacks like that. It's a weird that. one to do. Right. Hmm. Um, one of the best ones, if you want to watch one, uh, go find Arthur Brooks's. Arthur Brooks, who's a guy, we've had him on the show before, really smart, conservative guy, talking about how basically the greatest achievement of, of humankind is the fact that we've been able to pull all these people out of poverty. Billions of people in our lifetime, and we don't even acknowledge it. It's because of capitalism. It's a great one. I'm surprised they let them do it, honestly. I mean, and they, there is some conservative stuff on there, I guess. But, I mean, it's not really a political thing. Just, you know, interesting ways to think about stuff. And, and a lot of them are really interesting. So, um, uh, wh- but they are a little formulaic. Sometimes they're a little self-aggrandizing. Sometimes uh, it's a little preachy, and look how smart I am. There's a lot of that goes on as well. These guys uh, up in Canada, uh, I guess it's uh, Pat Kelly and Peter Oldring, um, decided to do kind of a parody of it um, and and show you. And this, it's so incredibly accurate at times. You have to see it. Here's a part one of the every single TED Talk ever. Stage, walk on stage, walk on stage, walk on stage. <laughs> I am a thought leader. You know that I'm a thought leader because I'm wearing a blazer, I have glasses, and I've just done this <laughs> with my hands. <laughs> well, now walk over to my laptop. By doing so, I'm demonstrating to you that as a thought leader, I understand technology and that there will be slides because everybody knows that a presentation seems more legitimate than it actually is if there are slides. 
I'm now going to come back to the center of the stage and give you some unremarkable context about how I became a thought leader. If it's okay with you, I'd like to pace while telling you this story. <laughs> it is every single one of these things. It's so it, great. It's, it's, you know, uh, we watched uh, Jim Carrey on Saturday Night Live uh, about a year ago. Uh, and we played the clip on the show, and it was him making fun of Matthew McConaughey's Lincoln commercials. Right. Um, and so brilliant. It's so in my head. Whenever I see Matthew McConaughey, all I see is Jim Carrey making fun of Matthew McConaughey when he's in Me movies. Too. When he does the Lincoln ads, I can't. I can't escape it. I don't think I'm going to be able to escape this after watching this TED Talk video. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to watch one again. Yeah. It's going to ruin it's TED great. Talks for me for all time. And yet. Here's part two. Yeah, I'm going to do it, obviously. Mm -hmm. In 2009, I met a thought leader, and I asked him, how did you become a thought leader? And you know what he said? He said, I don't know. <laughs> now, that doesn't sound important, and it's not. But if I repeat it three times, I'm making you believe that it is important. He said, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's look at a picture of the planet for no reason. <laughs> nice, isn't it? That's where we live. What happens if I put some words over it? Hmm. How about a number? What if I pose a question? By doing this, I've now made you think that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, this yeah, is freaking brilliant. Yeah, you do. It's oh my god, so it's good. Every and one it's of how these. the audience reacts, oh. and it's it's just, just perfection. Right. It's comedy perfection. Let's keep going with this. I can watch this again. Part watch. three. Walking <laughs> over here, I'm going to change the tone of my voice. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you an unremarkable story that's seemingly unrelated. <laughs> and it's funny. And you'll know it's funny because I'm laughing. <laughs> and you're laughing. And you'll ask yourselves, what does this have to do with his talk? What is the point? <laughs> well, coming back to the center, slowing my speech. <laughs> Lowering the volume of my voice by looking at you directly <laughs> and by making a list on my fingers, <laughs> I've made you believe there is a point. <laughs> Sip of water. <laughs> Check the time. Let's bring this puppy home. <laughs> I just, it's so perfect. Uh, it's I, brilliant. I, I mean, it's brilliant. I, every detail of it is exactly how yeah. all of these are. I, it, it's so brilliant. Oh, man. All right, well, let's, let's take this let him bring it home. Yeah. Graph, 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 pie chart, statistic. How about we end with a question, a very big question. What if everybody in this room decided to come together and agree with what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's picture the planet again. That is a world I want to live in. 
coming back to the center of the stage. Standing ovation. Humble head nod. Humble head nod. Humble head nod. See someone I know. Humble head nod. Video fades to black while the applause continues for an unrealistic amount of time. Humble head nod. I mean, that Thank is you. so good. Freaking great piece. Holy so crap. Good. So well done. I mean, uh, it's a, and it really is every one of those things. Yeah. Uh, you always notice that with the, the applause is something I've noticed. Like they're always coming in, and it's like this really long applause. And when they go out, there's this really long applause. And it's like people people have been to speeches before. Mm-hmm. You know, you get mm-hmm. uh, 15 seconds. It's a 15. You know, maybe right. it's 10 seconds or right. five seconds of applause. There's not a lot of. I mean, unless you, you know, you, you the shoelace guy. The, How long was the shoelace guy's yeah, applause? It probably was. For just I mean, as long. you know, f- f- probably five minutes of applause. The shoelace tying thing was not that big a deal. Okay. No, it was just an interesting thing. <clears throat> yes. You know, I mean, uh, I don't think it was that big of a deal. That's like, but, I mean, they're all kind of like that. Like, one of the things that I thought was an interesting one was um, a while ago, uh, they, they looked for the most important inventions that have changed the world. And one of the most important inventions was the uh, washing machine. And like, I think of the washing machine. It's a stupid thing. I don't even want to go near it because I don't want to actually do the laundry. But to people in the third world, they would spend half their day cleaning their clothes and going down to the river and beating it on rocks. Mm-hmm. And it's taken, they've been able to claim half of their day back because of this stupid little invention. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's the way that, the point of it was, that's the way things change. Like, you, you don't necessarily even know what's going to be the biggest impact on your life. It could be this one little thing that changes uh, the way humans uh, interact and are able to spend their time. Um, and it's kind of, I mean, they, they had, there is interesting perspective in there, but I don't think I'm ever going to not see that now. I know. It's so good. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents, too. Coming up. Cavs ticket last night, $93,000. For one ticket? For one ticket, $93,000. You should have gone on. And I didn't even go to the game. Well, what happened? Well, I thought I was going to go, and then I decided not to. So did you resell it? No. Just ate it? (laughs) Just ate it. Wow. You know, so it was my entire life savings. Uh, But I thought it was worth it, because I can now say that, yeah, I had a ticket to game five. And um, so... Cavs won last night, right? They did. Uh, did you want you to watch any of the? Game? I didn't watch any of the game. Uh, it was uh, an interesting game. I will, the way it uh, sort of unfolded, I'm a little surprised by it. Um, you know, because it was played in in, in uh, Oakland, Oakland or whatever, and, yep. uh, and Golden State obviously they did not have uh, Draymond Golden Green. Golden State doesn't win there. Uh, doesn't. I mean, lose doesn't there. lose there. Yeah, they did not have Draymond Green, who's their probably third best player. Yeah. Um, so that was that's significant. Um, mm-hmm. He was suspended for the game. Uh, but it was a pretty competitive game for most of it. With about six minutes left, the, the Warriors were right in striking distance. And uh, But the Cavs made the big shot. I mean, Kyrie Irving, particularly, mm. really big shots. Uh, you know, LeBron James had 41 points. Uh, and, you know, uh, most of that, down the stretch, he filled it up with a bunch of bricks. Uh, and uh, turnovers. Really? Yeah, because well, that's what LeBron James does. Uh, best player on the planet. And he just does it. 
Actually, I, I, I got to say, Stephon Curry is the best player on the planet. He was. I, mean, I, I just think the guy is flat out. He is the best player on the planet, except in the NBA Finals for some reason. Yeah, because he has not yeah. been. He has not he's shown not up. Been now, he might be as hurt. good. He might be hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, he was banged up obviously earlier in the in the playoffs. But uh, you know, I, I mean, James was very good last night, particularly in the first half. Uh, Kyrie Irving was great throughout, uh, and uh, you know, Cleveland uh, pushes it to a game six, which uh, many people are pointing out, and Jeffy surely would if he were here. That they suspended Draymond Green to get it to a game six, uh, but that's mm. uh, neither here nor there. Um, I, you know, he probably should have been suspended earlier. It's like when they they really needed him when they were down three one. The Warriors they didn't suspend him, and then right. when they were up three uh, one, all of a sudden he gets suspended. Intriguing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, hey, they want to make the series competitive, and uh, you know, clearly, I think Golden State's the better team. But I mean, you know, it's only two more. They're two wins away. Yeah, but think about how much. A $93,000 ticket to this game could buy. If, if you instead chose to buy something else, like what could you, for instance, buy? Just a 2016 Mercedes-Benz S-Class, the flagship of Mercedes-Benz, mm. 95 that's just a little more than $95,000. So you're very close to a $93,000 ticket there. And then, you know, you wouldn't just... Have it for that one game uh, or that one day. You could drive your Mercedes a lot after that. So it would seem to be a more valuable commodity. Yes. Uh, Yes, that's a pretty expensive. I mean, who's paying $93,000 for a ticket? Uh, Billionaires, I guess. You know, maybe multi, multi, multi millionaires. But I don't think even Glenn could pay $93,000 for a basketball. I mean, he could pay $93,000 for something probably. But I mean, the value uh, proposition there is not good. It's not, you know, no, you, right. like what? You couldn't, I mean, I, I guess you're, the requirement, I've got to be on the floor. Got to be on the floor. Uh, you know, like you couldn't, because obviously if you, I mean, I guarantee if you go on, I mean, I'll go on StubHub right now. Let's see what the tickets are for. For, uh, for game six? For game six. I mean, you can certainly get a really good ticket for a hell of a lot less than that. Uh, but still pretty pricey. Well, in Cleveland, it's going to be less, too, don't you think? Yeah. In Cleveland, less in Oakland? Probably, yeah, some, some maybe level. a little bit. I mean, but you know, I mean, but they're pretty psyched about the possibility of a championship coming back to Cleveland for the first time since 1964. Any championship, yeah, they've uh, never had basketball. So, so game six in Cleveland, you can get in the arena for four hundred and twenty-five dollars. Really? So you're in the arena. Now that's a crap. Wow. You're in the you're in the nosebleeds. Um, if you go to scroll up a little bit, let me see if I can get uh, into. Uh, uh, I will get to the most expensive one. Thank you for asking. What's the most expensive one? Well, that's the end of the. That's what I'm going to reveal at the end. You know, you don't say that's not the first thing you say. You wait and you build that up and you talk. So, uh, you know, so you're on the upper deck. You know, upper deck sideline about 800. You, know, you get down on the lower tier. Uh, uh, you know, on the, at the end about a thousand. Uh, lower uh, mid tier sideline about two thousand. Um, see how I'm doing this? And the control. You see how. Okay, <laughs> uh, it's about thirteen hundred uh, uh, towards the floor, lower bowl, um, but on the near the basket sideline. You're about four thousand. Okay, wow. Now you start getting. Uh, uh, I'm actually gonna, just going to stop now. <laughs> well, I'm interested, hmm. and I didn't ask. No, you know what? So that is the uh, that's as, that's as close as I want to get to the. T- I don't want to get to the best ticket in the house. I, I just feel like it's just. You can't it's find not it, something can you? I, wor- I just can't no. find the no, best I can't. ticket. It's, in the uh, house. it's uh, it looks like. 
No, that's not. They, I do not see any floor seats available for this particular game. Um, I'm trying to get. Uh, there are some that look like floor seats. It's just hard to tell from the map. But I would I would describe them as floor seats. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like thirteen thousand. I see. Um, you get on the floor for thirteen grand. Thirteen grand. It's one it's game. A lot of money. It's yeah, a lot. It's a lot of money. And it's not even like the Super Bowl where there's only one game. Like mm-hmm. you, this is a seven game series. So if the Cavs win, you don't even see them win the championship. Um, Thirteen thousand uh, is what about what I'm seeing. But it looks like you can get on the floor. There's there's an eight thousand dollar ticket at the floor on the floor right now available. Um, there so. are people. There are people heading to that website right now. Is it StubHub? Is that yeah, where you're StubHub, finding this? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you can get really close for you know. Let's yeah. say say let's say if you want to say I'm going to spend ten grand on a ticket, you're mm-hmm. going to be really freaking close. If you want to say twenty grand, mm-hmm. you're going. I mean, you could pretty much get any seat in the house probably for about twenty grand. So you get ninety three grand. It's almost like you're saying I have to have this particular seat because I met my mm-hmm. wife when I was sitting in that chair or something. Like it's like got to be crazy time. Or you want to sit right next to the bench? I want to. I want to see the sweat on Steph Curry. Steph Curry's brow. Yeah, maybe like that. Yeah, I don't necessarily need to see that. No. Um, but uh, uh, the other guy in this uh, series, LeBron, um, Business Insider did kind of a expose on the kind of money he's made in his career so far, just from NBA salary, one hundred and sixty-nine million six hundred forty-three thousand eight hundred forty-two dollars. That's fourth most all time. He makes about seventy-seven million a year if we include his endorsements. <clears throat> Only Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, soccer player. Yeah, I mean, it's Ronaldo right? makes more. Global. Eighty-eight million. Lionel Messi makes eighty-one million. So those are the only two athletes on the planet who make more than that LeBron James does. Uh, He's got a monster deal with Nike, of course. The company signed him to a seven-year, $93 million deal right out of high school. And in December uh, 2015, it signed him to a lifetime deal that would go far beyond uh, the standard shoe endorsement. He's decided not to renew his endorsement deal with McDonald's. Instead, he's going to become a spokesman for Blaze Pizza. Uh, that's a company where he was a founding investor. That's funny. I was in, uh, I think it was New, no, maybe it was San Francisco. It was New York or San Francisco. The last I've never of heard trips. of Blaze Pizza. Right. And I'm walking through, um, I think it was New York. And I'm walking through the streets in New York. And uh, I see a, a, a trash can with a trash can ad on it. And it says the Blaze. And I'm like, or it says Blaze. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is that like, are we running ads in New York City? And no, it was the pizza place. Really? The Blaze Pizza. Wow. Which I never heard of. Has anyone ever had it? If you've ever had it, call us. You've had it. Is it good? I'm very. It's like it's like a pie five situation. So pie, we have pie fives here. I don't know if you do there, but the way I would describe it is you go in and you like, you say I would like a pizza. Here's the toppings that went on it. And they kind of make it for you right in front of you, like personal size, oh. and then they pop it through the oven. So it's like it's like a Chipotle length experience at the counter. Chipotle for pizza is how they market it, apparently, which is kind of like what it is. So, but his deal with these guys kind of like then uh, Peyton Manning's deal with Papa, Papa John's. John's. Yeah. So hmm. that's interesting. Economists have estimated <clears throat> that uh, LeBron is worth as much as five hundred million dollars to Cleveland. Uh, he owns a piece of Liverpool FC too, uh, so he's bought into soccer as what well. What is he even going to do? I mean, like <clears throat> you know, at some point, I think you've earned enough money. 
You know? Thank you, Barack. That's right. <laughs> it's one of those things Thank where it's, it is kind of funny that yeah. you get to that level. What do you even do? I mean, you buy $93,000 tickets at Golden State Warriors. Well, the, and you don't even feel it at that point. You know, when you're making $77 million a year, you can easily... $93,000 per ticket at that point is like me spending yeah, $10. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, probably. Yeah, because, I mean, it really is that thing of the scale. Everybody... And not everybody. Uh, there's certainly huge uh, human poverty in this world. But most Americans, even if you make $30,000, you may not care about a quarter you're putting into the to the uh, you know gumball machine. Mm-hmm. If you make $100,000, you might not care about a trip to Chili's. If you make $500,000, you might not care about uh, your cable bill. Like there's some at some mm-hmm. level, everyone has that point that they don't care about anymore, that they just like you know, will do automatically without without checking the price. There's a certain level you're under. And I think everybody has that. I mean, for many people, it's very low. Yeah. Um, it might even be just a few cents. But, like, you know, there's 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 pennies <clears throat> in the street that don't get picked up for a reason. Because a lot of people just don't, eh, whatever, it's a freaking penny. A penny, yeah. You know? No, thank you. Um, so, but it's, a, it's an interesting thing. Because with LeBron, it's got to be what? I mean... You know, $100,000? Like, you know, because when you get to, you fly a private jet, for example, across the country, which he probably does when he's off mm-hmm. all the time, when he's not getting, it's not being paid for by the company. Mm-hmm. He probably flies everywhere, I would assume, privately. He probably owns a jet. And it's like, so every one of those flights probably costs him $50,000, $100,000. He's probably not even, I mean, that's not even priced in uh, to what he's, his thinking. It's just, where do I want to go? Right. He's not even considering Definitely. what it costs. Definitely. I mean, yeah. anybody who's on a private jet uh, and flying that much. Uh, probably is, you know, you got to be, a, I mean, he's not, a, is he a billionaire, you think? Probably not. I doubt I a mean, billion, but definitely a hundred, hundreds of hundreds millionaire. Hundreds of millions, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, look, he's not, he's been in the league a long time, but he's not that old. I mean, I don't know how old LeBron No, he is, could, but. he could easily maybe retire a billionaire. Um, and then it's, and the money's just going to keep rolling in like yeah, it is for Jordan. It I is. Mean, you know, uh, he's that level of a superstar. Uh, let's see. Le- uh, LeBron James, born in 1984, so he is 32. Not even December of 1984. So he's 31. I mean, he's got another wow. eight years maybe in him. This is why I always. This is why I fight so hard against LeBron, and I, I really, and I'm not a LeBron fan. I can't stand him. But by the time he retires, all of his numbers, because he started right out of high school, They're are going to be, be so good and so much better than so many other people like Jordans. Mm-hmm. Um, people are going to be like, "Oh, he was the greatest player of all time." Watch these games. Don't you want to see Watch him bring a, a championship to Cleveland, though? No. Oh. You know what? Really? How about this? You don't when, even care about when, that. When, when the Philadelphia Eagles win a Super Bowl, I'll start caring about Cleveland. <laughs> okay? I'm not going to sit here and worry about Cleveland's championships. Didn't they win All one right. with, uh, didn't the, didn't the Indians win? No. no they were no. really good teams, though. Last one was the Browns in 1964, I think. That's 60, right. Yeah. I mean, the Indians, that, those Indians teams easily could have won. I mean, with the Manny yeah. Ramirez teams. Yeah, the, they were the good. Te- I mean, those were good but teams, But they didn't man. get there. Yeah, they never got there. Triple eight seven. the World Series, though, right? Yeah. The, I, maybe. It was the Braves. I can't Braves. remember. I'm... Sounds right, but I don't know what it Well, we uh, played the uh, 
TED talk for you earlier. And it's all about goals. Usually those things are about setting goals or figuring out a way to do something that you own that you can't figure out how to do. Um, the Daily Mail uh, figured out a way, and they, I guess they got kids to respond to what their life goals are. Um, what do they want to do? What do they want to accomplish in life? Here's some of the examples. Uh, I start off with, uh, when I want to grow up, I want to be a dog. It's a big goal, you know, because <laughs> you want to go from uh, two legs to four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go from two arms to none. Yep. You, you got to go from uh, uh, an animal that talks to one that doesn't. Right. You got to go to barking. You got to pick that up. Yeah. There's a lot there. There's a lot. Um, but There's you can jump lot. really high and run fast. But I mean, who am I to tell this kid you can't do that? You no. can't. You can't reach your goal, kid. Yeah. Am I going to squash his dreams? Always follow your dreams. No. Um, by the way, there was a study that just... There's just a story. I, I don't think we did this, but uh, I brought it up at one point for prep, that which was uh, the study is basically like you should actually not just follow your dreams. That's really stupid. It doesn't work out if you just follow your dreams. That's a dumb <laughs> idea. Sometimes your dreams are dumb. Uh, you should follow your uh, actually achievable uh, rational goals. That's better. Uh, here is the next one. Uh, in 20 years, I will be... 32 years old and working at Kmart. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, that might Not be if you live in Texas, kid, because they're all out of business. Yeah. So you might, uh, might want to adjust accordingly. Uh, my first day of kinder prep, when I grow up, I want to be Black Spider-Man. There's, see, uh, there again, he's got some work to do. He's got some work ahead of him. He's got to go from, uh, from Caucasian to uh, African-American. <laughs> well, Spider-Man dresses in black, though, too. So maybe that's... What oh, maybe it's the black yeah, Spider-Man yeah. outfit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, next okay. up, uh, I will one day be a potato, spelled just like Dan Quayle, by the way. Uh, and uh, <laughs> One day be a potato. I will one day be a potato. Okay. I want to be a person who cleans tables. See, that's an achievable goal. Very achievable. You could do that. You would think so. You, you would do. think that that's possible. Uh, draw a picture of what you will look like in a hundred years. In a hundred years, I will be <laughs> dead. Dead. He has a Warren. tombstone. That's a dark, dark kid. Is that, is that what? Although he does know that in a hundred years, he he will be dead. Yeah, pretty smart. That's pretty smart. Next up, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be Michael Jordan when I grow up. What do you need to achieve your dreams? Uh, get bigger, <laughs> shave my head, and be black. <laughs> All three of those are right. mildly achievable. Mm, yeah, yeah. A bigger spell with the Donald Trump spelling. Uh, um, this kid, when I grow up, I want to be a truck driver. I will load the trucks, and I will wear a Ninja Turtle uniform. Now, would that freak you out if you're, if you're if the person loading your trucks? With, a a, it wouldn't around here because our cameramen wear Ninja Turtle outfits almost every day. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> That's what, real. Uh, this kid, my one wish is for it to rain tacos. Mm. Okay. Uh, that is actually my wish too. Uh, that would intrig- be great. Interesting it? enough. How freaking great. great would that be? What was the cartoon or the animated feature? Meatballs. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Where it rained meatballs. No, oh, I wonder. That's, if that's not a bad day either. I, I wonder if that's what happened. Uh, that kid read that book maybe, or something. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe. Uh, next, uh, someday I will have so much food to eat that I will explode. And of course, <laughs> that's by Jeffy. <laughs> and there he is. He drew a picture of himself. Yeah. Uh, after he became so fat, he was going to explode. Uh, next up is, uh, I will never get married. And then he's laying back in bed. This is the life. 
That leads you to believe that maybe his parents' relationship is not the best. <laughs> so great. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, do we have more of these? Yes. My wish is to have two quarters and three dollars. No, you'll never, yeah, you're never, never get, get there, there kid. kid. Come on. Sorry. Suck it up. Just realize yeah, it's I not going to happen. That's just stupid. Uh, I want to, I mean, you don't want to stomp on kids' dreams, but when they're like that, when they're that lofty, you just got to say, look, you're being stupid. (laughs) I want to watch more shows while I poop. (laughs) That's a pretty good, (laughs) kind of icky. That's true, a little, but it's a good goal. A good goal. I mean, you know, you're going to get the TV in the bathroom type of thing. That's pretty cool. Um, and last one. What do I th- want to be when I grow up? Uh, I want to be Batman, uh, number one. Number two, I want to be Batman. Number three, I want to be Batman. Four, to be Batman. Five, to be Batman. Six, to be Batman. I actually was at um, uh, I was at my kid's uh, preschool graduation recently, uh, and they did the same type of thing. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, where it was like, I want to be something, and then they had to dress up as a specific thing, and they... Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like, so a lot of kids wind up picking the same types of things. I think uh, Zach was a, a policeman. Uh, that was why I was buying that costume. I think. Oh right, I think about yeah, I think you it, mentioned right? that yesterday. yesterday. He was a policeman, um, and he wanted to be a policeman. Uh, but there was, uh, you know, people mm. were firemen and lots of policemen, and lots of firemen, and then there'd just be like one just wacky idea. I wish I could remember some of them. Some of them were really funny, um, just like this. Uh, but it's a, it's a good uh, it's a good little cute little exercise. And then you have that picture. They take a picture with the person. They're dressed up. They hold the sign. It's a it's an adorable little thing. I actually really like it. Yeah, it's always fun to see the, what the kids say about about their future and and who they want to be and stuff, and then watch those dreams just be squashed one after another. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Jeff, now, at one point, Jeffy actually wanted to be a success. <laughs> I, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know. What no, I'm saying seriously. is that you right now are not a success. Not. You're a failure. Right now, you're just a repeated loop. And right. We get more out of you now than we did before. Your mic's yes. not on. Your mic. Your mic again. is not on again. As usual. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's not that funny. Okay, it's kind of stupid. <laughs> really. He's back tomorrow, though, right? I think he's back. Oh, we're so excited. And this time, he's pissed off. Can't wait for him to come back because there's no sodas in the fridge. I mean, there's none. Right. There's none cold. 